Jersey. <laughs> oh no loops. Oh no loops. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you are now listening to episode something of <laughs> Oh No Loops. Losing I, count already. I, I think it'll be like 12, probably. Okay. Yeah. As long as we're on double digits, that's what matters. Yes, that's right. That means progress. Progress, indeed. Yes. Um. So, today's episode, we're going to talk about some some rap fails, or <laughs> or at least some rap disappointments. Rap disappointments. Um. Yeah, I mean, there are more than a few, along with uh, many great moments in the history of hip-hop, but there are a few fails, um, especially from some of your favorites, some of our favorites. Some of our favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody has them. Yeah. So, so we're not necessarily talking about the worst rap records of all time. We're talking about records or uh, songs and albums from artists who we like, but you know, they're but we're, we were disappointed by them for one reason or another. Yeah, and this could be tapes that held up your uh, VCR cart, huh. or CDs that ended up being your weed plate. Or digital uh, downloads that ended up being deleted at some point, unfortunately, even though you paid for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and that's when it stings the most, I think, is when you paid for it. Because, you know, when you, if you just download it, it's like, yeah, and you forget about it. But if you paid for it, that's, that's your hard-earned, you know, $12, $13, $14, or however much you paid for that, that thing at that time. So, all right. And now to the, the main event. Uh, today we're talking about again disappointing songs and albums from rappers we generally like. Um, so we're gonna start. Sometimes with... it's rappers that we thought we liked. <laughs> yeah, that, that could be the that could be the moment where they jumped that shark. Yeah. Um, so so let's go let's go into songs first. Shout out to Fonzie. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> he's, he's he's the father of that shark jumping shit. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So let's start with songs, and we'll start with Eugene. Okay, um, I uh, had a few songs that I was thinking of, and you know, when I I guess went into the whole thought process of it, um, at first I thought of some songs um, that immediately just from the beginning were like um, a path to disaster <laughs> for this artist that I uh, um, that was attached to whatever song it was, and I was just thinking to myself like, why, where, when, what were they thinking? Uh, what was this supposed to be? Where were we planning on going with this? Uh, it, it was just a little too much or too little or however you want to look at it. I begin with uh, Foxy Brown. Um, on her uh, second album, she came out with Hot Spot. Mm -hmm. um, now, this was after um, Il Nana just did everything it could possibly do. And people just thought, wow, she can flow. Um, who is this? Like, let's feature her on this, that, and the third. Da 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 da, and it was just like, wow, this, 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 <laughs> this cannot um, go wrong. But that second album, I just don't know what happened. Now, mm. the big thing for Hot Spot with me was that I liked the beat, but I mean, I was I listening. Well, I liked it. Okay, <laughs> I was listening, and there was one glaring difference from the first album, and it was obviously that her voice was different hmm. and a lot of people associated the way she sounded um instead of that uh, signature deep voice that she had been displaying on a lot of other people's records and of course her own first album Yo, Nana, so Ill. first week out ship the half a mil niggas freaked out 
in a trap record. I'm all about black, shaking my ass half naked. Loving this life, waiting for Kim album drop. Knowing it's tight, standing in the stage, closing the show, holding the gap. Since you opened up, it sounded a lot like Little Kim. Hmm. And it was, um, there were all these excuses of, oh, her voice is changing. She's getting older now. Da, 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 da. Hey, yeah, rhyme crime. Let's get it on. MCs want to eat me, but it's Ramadan. People's on the arm when it's ice, it's ice. When I'm right, I'm right. When you're wrong, you're wrong. I'm the bomb. Breakfast is platinum, skin is bronze. Flows all night like vintage dawn. Been this night since um, the first Prince Bond. Before the artist was known in, put my um, yeah, that that doesn't really. That's not a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, cause also because miraculously she returned to the deep voice flow later on in her career. Right. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. Not too many chicks go after this. Spit sick the flow be so accurate. Ill nana and Def Jam is back in it. Feel my words, I'm oh so passionate. They like to hear me talk crazy. Bitches they shook in my presence, they walk easy. Acting all thirsty, hope to not irk me. Tits is still perky, skin is still hurt. <laughs> but I mean, hot spot was like the nice little party joint, whatever. But I could not get past the voice change. Mm. It was just disappointing. I mean, you knew that. Um, she was regarded as having some kind of flow and in demand and all of that, but it was like, why would you even, like, were you losing something? Were you missing some uh, hits or whatever? Like, what was the record label doing? How come they signed off on this? Hmm. Like, what did she really get past whatever recording um, quality control? Like, were the people at the gate sleeping? Like, what was the reason that this was okayed? Like, did somebody not come up to her and say, hey, your voice sounds different. You like the sound engineer? Like Kim. Yes, like, you sound like Kim. Can you do something? You know, I mean, obviously there have been many other people in rap who when their voice sounded one way, they made it sound another way. Hmm. So I even if this was true that her voice was changing. She could have done something to not make her sound like Kim. <laughs> yeah, I, I um, I yeah, I've never heard her second album. And, and <laughs> all you needed to hear was that one song and just yeah. be like, "What?" Are you and doing? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll listen to it. You know, if if nothing else, then then academic curiosity. But um, but yeah, I feel like she definitely. I feel like she she flamed out really quick. Yeah, um, and, and maybe maybe just a sophomore slump thing. Uh, but it'll be interesting to hear what that album sounds like. But it it didn't that this I don't think this song really hit too big, and I don't think the album did either. Yeah, no. I mean, she she still even after that album doing whatever it did had the opportunity to go somewhere. So yeah, no. yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, she yeah, she she definitely was still you know she was on Def Jam for a while after that had a couple. I think as we mentioned on our on our previous episodes, had a couple of failed albums, yeah, albums that didn't that didn't really they didn't get released and yeah, false starts and what have you, but yeah. So I mean that was that. I mean, ugh. but that was one song. Uh-huh. Number two, "Drunken Hot Girls" by uh-huh. Kanye. Now this <laughs> was just an album cut, but I know that I truly enjoyed that album, which was uh, that was graduation. Mm-hmm. I pretty much thought that the album was flawless, except for this one song. Really? Yeah. 
I, you know, was reading the credits and thinking, wow, I wonder what Kanye and most deaf have cooked up. Right. This was going to be interesting. Right. I don't believe that they had rhymed together before this. Two words, United States, no love, no breaks, no brown high stakes, crack smoke, black folks, Big Macs, fat folks, ecstasy capsules, presidential scandals, everybody. So, uh, when I was reading that and saying to myself, what could this collaboration be? I was a little excited. And uh, then I hear Kanye come on singing and you know, mm-hmm. going on for two verses. And I'm like, really? Driving around town looking for the best spot for the drunky pumpkins. Up in the club, look at here what we got. Some drunky pumpkins. Stop dancing with your girlfriend and come dance with me. Stop talking about your boyfriend since he is not me. Stop running up my tab cause these drinks is not free. You drunk and hot girl. And then most stuff comes on at the end and I'm it really seems. thinking that it's gonna go somewhere and he's just, you know, babbling and whatever. Sweet delight, your dress is tight. Yeah, it was such a waste of recording space, <laughs> man. Like, what were they doing? <laughs> I don't know what they were intending, but uh, it didn't go where I thought it could go, especially between the two of them and how much talent that they've displayed. Yeah, so. it was, yeah, it was definitely a disappointment. Yeah, just like an elephant with African eyes. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's what they're saying on the song, but that's what I hear. <laughs> that's what you hear. That's what I hear. <laughs> okay. Um. Another one was Craziest by Naughty by Nature. Mm. Now, after their second album, I thought that they were golden. You know, they could do no wrong. They put out two stellar albums between their debut and their um, 1993. Mm -hmm. But with Poverty's Paradise, uh, they released Craziest as the lead single. And the thing about it was that their flow was great. The beat was cool. It was just that... The chorus just sounded so cheesy and happy, and mm-hmm. I was like, "What?" Pumping it up, pumping it up, jumping the ducks, looking to hump, but sucking the trunk, pumping me up, pumping me up. talking about how you know don't test these dudes from these different cities especially new jersey why is there such a happy cheery chorus attached i was Mm -hmm. just like oh no no don't do this yeah this this can't be right like hopefully there's a remix with a better chorus Hmm. you know I, i just was not feeling it and i don't know things just for me did not seem the same with Naughty by Nature since then. Um, I mean, there were some other tracks since then that I did like, but it just was not the same. <laughs> yeah, I think they were definitely chasing that that anthem uh, 
dragon like you know with you know OPP and Hip Hop Hooray were these these anthemic records and I think yeah, they were trying the, to recreate that the anthem train was uh slowing down <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and um and that album is that's an album. it's 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 not like terrible but it's definitely missing something yeah yeah and um you know I was always rooting for them but uh it it, it was at that point that I was just kind of like uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Um, that is the song with the infamous I'm hitting Jermaine in Atlanta because he only knew for that jump shit. Yes, little little dig at Jermaine because uh, Noted by Nature felt that they created the jump. We were jumping first. We were jumping first <laughs> at our concerts. Oh, man. You know, yeah. um, and they felt that... Uh, Jermaine and the the two kids from Atlanta had uh, taken something that uh, belonged to them. Yeah, which is, is kind of silly. Yeah. I, I I thought he was saying um, when that song came out, I thought he was saying that he he ghost because he was ghost writing for like he he ghost wrote for the youngsters. I thought, no, I thought maybe <laughs> I thought he was ghost writing for D Nice. I thought maybe he had he had written. Well, actually, maybe he wasn't writing for D Nice. They were they produced the record for D Nice that sounds like another. They movie. had a similar uh, beat. Used, yeah, yeah, but I don't think he wrote it. But um, but yeah, it. I I thought maybe that I thought maybe he had ghostwritten Jump for them and, and he didn't get paid. But no, he just felt like we we were jumping first, and you made a song called Jump. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? So, yeah. Uh, my fourth song was Hate Me Now by Nas <laughs> featuring Puff Daddy. Oh yeah. My lord, where do I begin? <laughs> um, you can begin with the beginning of the video. Where oh my you remember the whole uh, that whole that that led the, to uh, Steve Stop getting hit. Steve Stout getting hit with a bottle. Lost trust for Steve Stout at some point till I got to know him. We old friends, but what's more, you puff soaked in the scope offices with champagne bottles on Steve. And Steve thought the drama's on me because previously it. The um, well, the controversy with the video was. Um, there was, there was, this video was really over the top, oh, yeah. first and foremost. If you haven't seen it, you know, go to YouTube, look it up. Shout out to Lou Rawls, rest in peace. <laughs> that video um, was just, I don't know. It, 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 I mean, the main scene that everybody was wondering, questioning was Nas on a cross. Mm-hmm. Um, like he was carrying a cross, and then uh, it seemed as if he was going to be. Um, uh, crucified. Uh, crucified, just like Jesus. And there was supposed to be uh, portions with Puffy doing the same thing, mm-hmm. but at the last minute, he requested for it to be taken out. Right. Because um, he felt that that was going to be bad press for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Nas, you know, Nas just always going forward with whatever he's feeling at the time, regardless of how it looks. Kept his part in. My problem wasn't with the video, right, although right. I found that weird. Um, the song, I like the beat. I like Nas flowing. Um, it was just the overall theme of it. And it was just a, a, I don't know, a more than obvious attempt at, uh, a real stardom with this album. The mm-hmm. album that just, I don't know where it was going. This was Nostradamus, I believe. No, this is I Am. This is I Am, and then yeah. Nostradamus is just some other stuff, but whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> I Am, which, I don't know. I mean, it was fine with starting with Nas's like and 
I was hoping great things were going to happen from there. As we all were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hate Me Now, it, it, it just, like, it the way it showed Nas, like, thinking about the dude from the Eight Hard to Tell video uh, walking, you know, around with his crew and, you know, having all the scenes in Queensbridge going to him with his... Uh, white fur hat and coat in the club it was yeah. just like what what happened what did i miss yeah <laughs> nickname esco took this game to a threshold best flow i bet the whole u.s know try to make it like you the realest but who the illest think we all know the answer to that because niggas feel us right you think i'm gonna come this far and let you niggas stop me now i ain't doing that you can hate me now i won't stop but i won't stop now but I won't stop now. You can hate me now. Well, you know, that was that was that was more was acceptable. Character, yes, he was yeah. playing a character. He was, you know, that was acceptable. Right. You know, affirmative action. I mean, um, excuse me. The firm was yeah. acceptable. Yeah. This was just too much. So I, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't deal. I couldn't deal. And that song was everywhere at that it, time. It was. So I it had really to deal. Was. <laughs> I was forced to deal. Yeah. Um, I feel like that song was the start of his like martyr fascination, where he, yeah, and like that was a thing that kind of continued with his album, with his later albums, like with Street Street's Disciple and Hip Hop Is Dead, where he felt like. He was some kind of martyr for hip hop, and and uh, yeah, and yeah, and and that's that video is definitely a a sign of the times. It was just that that's that that image of just extreme excess in hip hop, and that that was definitely a part of that. I mean, Nas was he he was he had become a superstar, and so he got caught up in that 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 same uh, materialism that everyone yeah, else was caught up in. Yeah, he just. No, no, no. After after it was written, it was like, okay, you know what? I did the materialism. Let me take a step back. Now, that's what I wished he did, but that's not what happened. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, last song was uh, Snoop's Upside Your Head by Snoop Dogg. Um, this is the lead single off of his second album after the first album, which ruled the freaking world. Um, classic, he came out classic. with Yeah, he came out with The Dog Father, and this... Was a step back for me. I mean, I felt like, you know, he was still flowing and everything, but it just was like, um, uh, it, it it wasn't as lyrical as his first album. wasn't as clever. Mm-hmm. Um, the song I'm talking about, it definitely wasn't hitting the marks that um all of the singles, all the album cuts was hidden from his first album. He was just so clever, so lyrical with it, and this was just kind of like. Uh, and it, it was the beginning of his uh, his offbeat um, flow, mm. um, pauses in the records, which I've never really been a fan of, and and I was just like, oh god, here yeah. we go. It's a whole nother day. I'm back up in you, Snoop Deagle Double G. I represent. I've been away for a while, but you all know I'm still doggy styling on death row. Got shit locked down, sold up. So if you plan on coming out, nigga, hold up. It's a stick up, dick up. They got your shit on the shelf, on mine is too. And guess who they gon' pick up? 
Some niggas think they know they shit, but they don't. Some inmates escape, some won't. Bumping heads with niggas. Where you from? Eastside, Long Beach, nigga. Two one. The homie just got parole, and he got more stories than the highway patrol. Telling me about the money Shug Knight stole, but don't let that shit leak. So, um, you know that 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 song never really grabbed me. So it, that's my number five. Yeah, that yeah that um that album, The Dog Father, that was after Dre left. Yeah, so, so yeah, and it was released, I think, roughly um, maybe weeks or a month after Tupac died. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I um, like people were already like looking at Snoop, like, well, what's he gonna do now? Dre isn't around, and and uh, he dropped this single, and it's like, oh, that's like that wasn't a good sign. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like the song is almost it's almost goofy to me in the way because it's. I mean, it's a very obvious, you know, sample like "Oops Upside Your Head." Yeah, that, yeah, like yeah, Snoop's yeah, yeah. "Upside Your Head" is really goofy, and, <laughs> yeah. and you know, shout out to Charlie Wilson. But so yeah, I guess it also it was kind of a sign of things to come because he Snoop ended up working with Charlie Wilson a lot. Yes, not a bad thing, <laughs> but but um, and also that album has like I think twenty something songs on it, which is a that's Snoop is good for putting out albums with twenty plus records. And, <laughs> He should not do that. I wish he wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because his albums usually have 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 quality stuff in between, but you know, twenty five songs, you're you're bound to have some 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 filler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So that that's your joints. That's me. Uh, I'm gonna go into mine now. All right. So let's start with this is a record from 2001. Um, It's Method Man and Teddy Riley. It's it's party and bullshit. What? Yeah. So, have you ever heard this? I have never okay. heard this. Okay. Never heard so this. It's, Enlighten me. It's it's not a cover of the big the Biggie classic. Um, Please no. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's, but it, but it does bring shame to the name party and bullshit. Um, it's this was from the Rush Hour Two soundtrack, um, which you if if you remember that soundtrack at all, it would probably be for uh, Area Codes with Ludacris and Nate Dogg. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 that's right. So control your hormones and keep your drawers on till I close the door and I'm jumping your bones. 312, 313, 215-803. I'll read your horoscope and eat some hoarders. 10 on pump one, these holes is self-serve. 757 410s, my cell phone just overload. I've got holes. I've got holes. During that time when Def Jam was putting out mad soundtracks and using them as artist showcases for their for the label. Yeah. Um, so so where do we start with this song? Um so number one, Teddy Riley has a rap verse on it. You know, that's that's not, <laughs> not <laughs> um, so, so 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 that's number one, right? You chicks, bounce to the music. Shake that ass like you about to use it. Wanna fuck with the baller? You choose. Wanna fuck with the scrub? You lose. Fuck that. Let's keep it moving. Talk about how this beat got you grooving. Nod your head, make you shake your dress. Bass travel down your spine, get stuck in your legs. Dance to you with the soles off your tim shit. Knock the chrome straight off your rims. Hit after hit. Go get who you wanna get. Ain't nobody really fuck with this. Haters try to tell me I'm a sucker for this. Hating on me because I'm massive this. You ask for this. Come here and get a glass of this. 
And then number two, the beat is oh man, it's it's just you want to talk about like that two thousand and one. Like it really tries hard to be futuristic. Yeah. Uh, it's just God. like it just it sounds like oh yo. shit. Three, two, one, blown the bitch. Step inside the nightclub like I own the bitch. South four, two left feet, set to trip on that bullshit. Back it up with extra clip, man. Listen, pissing in the same pot I'm pissing. You're going down, getting that plane crash position. Turbulence ahead, boy, you must be sick in the head. Go get excedrin or get intelligent. Like another veteran. Players, they better than the thug type. Up more late night than let them in. Ask Teddy, Rex in effect, I'm ready. The same way I'm Was there a video? There, yes, there is a video. Were they wearing silver platinum jackets in them They're or something? Close, close. <laughs> so there is silver. There is silver in the video. They're not. I don't know if they're really wearing silver, but it's definitely one of those. It's a very stereotypical 2001 video yeah. with like the all white background and then like this, you know, computer generated silver devices and like like metal devices. Oh. It, it tries to look vaguely electronic. Oh. It, it reminds me a lot of the uh, either the uh, the Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson scream video. Oh, really? Or or um, No Scrubs by TLC, oh, which is all all these all these random electronics. <laughs> And like you know, screens and it's the future. And, yeah, and yeah, no. yeah. Um, but yeah, and the the so the beat is is ass. Um, like if you remember, this was around the time. I mean, um, Teddy Riley is an undisputed legend. Like he's absolutely a legend. He, he is pioneered. Uh, you know, New Jack Swing and all that. You know, all that wonderfulness. But um. This was around the time he did Wizzy Wow, if you remember Wizzy Wow at all. I'm with my crew, my niggas is like wow. We all eating our bank accounts, it's like wow. So many O's exposed, it's like wow. When we go, we go chop a coals, it's like wow. Ice in the chain is exotic, like wow. Different color diamonds, hypnotic, like wow. Ain't no stopping us now, we're shutting shit down. How you liking me now? I gotta do stuff. That was one of the later. I think that was from like Blackstreet's last album, but it was it was a it was a really bad song. And this was so this was during that that Teddy Riley era. So this is not vintage Teddy Riley. And um, yeah, it's just a really bad song. It's like I don't know. It's it's like it's it's a club record about going to the club, which was very popular back then. Um, and it's just not good. It's just really it was really surprising how bad this song is. And Method Man, who's a rapper who I always um, respected. And still, he can always like he's good. For, he's always good for a dope verse, like always. Yeah. And yeah. Even when the song sucks, he's still good for a good verse. But this song, no, terrible. Um. <laughs> and then, so next song is Exhibit, uh, choke me, spank me, pull my hair. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> you ever heard this? That okay. I have not. Okay. So this wow. is this is from uh, 2002 from his album uh, Man vs Machine. I was done after Restless. Okay, yeah, a, a so, lot of people were. A lot yeah, of people were. And, and, and so, so yeah, this was the follow-up to Restless. This was the, this was where he was still. He had that brief stint where he was working with Dr. Dre, working with uh, with Eminem, and this was the second and I think last album where he had that that connection. Yeah, so this song is like a it's a failed attempt at making like a sexy record. Um, it's actually produced by Dr. Dre, and it just has this really monotonous doom 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 like that's the whole beat. Um, and so this is X. Was it good though, or just it was just the beat? I no, not really. It's it's just it's very it's it's not like Dre's best. It's not his best work. Okay, not not one of those songs featured at Dr. Dre parties. No, I I seriously doubt it. Um, 
And but but the 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 real like what makes this record why it makes my list is because Exhibit who has he's known for having that gruff voice, Mr. X to the Z, right? Yeah. He, he whispers on this song. So he's rapping like, like that's how he raps on the song. I know what she like. She act right. She act like she ain't gonna survive a night without my dick all up in her ass so quick, so fast. I see a twin towers and I'm ready to crash. Walk around naked with your beautiful ass. Who the fuck told you how to move that fast? It took time to perfect the stroke, but any note, maybe we really don't need to drink and smoke and just try a new position, perfect your dick, kiss and bang on the G spot till your voice is messy. I don't want to love you. I just want to fuck you. You should bring your friends through. I'll fuck you and guess he was trying something different. He was he was trying to do like an I need love sort of thing, but uh, but dirty. And but no, it, <laughs> it, it doesn't work. And it's one of the reasons why that album was was not good. And, wow. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So that was that was <laughs> it. Was just a failed attempt at doing something. I guess. I mean. I guess it's cool. He tried to do something different, but it just did not work. And and so that was that. That's, that's that record. <laughs> um, Can't blame him though. Speaking of bad decisions, um, okay. the next record is from 2006. It's uh, Nas, and it's Who Killed It. Oh yes, yes. You have previously mentioned I've, I've, this. I've mentioned this record before, and I talked about how you'll never let it go. I, I won't let it go. <laughs> Therapy <laughs> sessions. Uh, yes. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so I guess you're a regular Nostradamus. Um, so so uh, yeah. This is from the album Hip Hop Is Dead, um, and man, so it's produced by Will I Am, and it's it was just a bad, just, again, just a bad idea, just really bad idea. Uh-oh. So he he the whole song he raps like uh like Edward G. Robinson like meh see meh nah, coppers meh nah, you never you never catch me see but I won't get away with it huh how many times I heard that from dumb coppers I couldn't count I still say it he gave you a left eye to nail me wouldn't you huh <laughs> you can see the headlines can't you local deputy captured Johnny Rocco <laughs> um but he does that voice throughout the whole song. Though the song is supposed to be playing a detective who's trying to find out who killed hip hop, right? Yeah. Already that sounds that sounds off, right? That sounds suspect. But then, um, and he try, he, he kind of throws in it, he he tries to be clever. I give him points for trying something different, having actually having a concept. But again, just it just doesn't work. Couldn't um, get past the voice. Couldn't get past the voice. Um, the fact that he tries to like he he throws in like he tries to do like some hip hop metaphors where he throws in various names and yeah. names of songs and names of artists and yeah. it just comes off really corny look here she i know you got show you're trying to hide it how'd you kill a man out in cyprus when our charlie he only hangs with the criminal minded says you guys did it doggy style is he lying she says walk this way i'll tell you a children's story we hit the bodega got a few 40s we jumped in my ride we drove and she cried Twisted off the cat, dude. Um, Will I Am. This was during the time where he was doing at least one song on everybody's album. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for this one, he he jacked. Um, I ain't no joke. The drums from I ain't no joke. I used to let the mic smoke. Now I slam it when I'm gonna make sure it's broke. When I'm going, I won't get song. Cause I won't let nobody press up and mess up the scene. And yeah, and the concept just doesn't work. And and he um like he actually breaks the voice at one point where like like he's rapping with that voice, but I guess he got tired, so he raps. <laughs> so, so like halfway through a bar, he 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 just sounds like Nas. <laughs> and, uh, um, Swallowed it, whole bottle's half empty. 
drinks like a fish. Now she's past tipsy. The truth came out as we got to a squad house, chopped and screwed her mouth and shot me on the but, And it probably hurt. I don't know. It probably did. I think I think he was rapping with cotton balls in his oh, mouth. So Lord. And and uh, I would I just wish there was video footage of him performing this song in the studio. That would be so golden, but I don't think it exists. Um mm. So yeah, that's that record. That's who killed it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man! All right. Uh, so a couple years later, same label, Def Jam. You have in 2008. You have The Roots with Birthday Girl. Um, oh, I love this song. Do you? Okay. Um, so this was intended to be like the single from the album Rising Down, uh, which is now on Spotify, by the way. Yes. After being absent for a long time. Although I think it's only the clean version, but hopefully they'll fix that. Anyway, uh, this wasn't this was a, a song featuring uh, Patrick Stump, uh, Fallout Boy, on on the chorus. So this song is it's it's a very obvious attempt at making a pop record. Um, it sounds it doesn't sound like a roots record in my opinion. Um, no, it doesn't. I can give you that. Yeah, and 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 it definitely sounds nothing like the album it was intended for. Like Rising Down is a dark, yeah, uh, dark album for the most part up until like the very end. It's a it's a dark album, and this song sounds nothing like like any of those songs. Um, lyrically, it's kind of creepy. Like this song is about. It's basically about groupies who are underage, but they are about to turn 18, basically. It's like, yeah. I, have, I have this girl who's obsessed with me, and she's about to become a woman, and we're going to totally have sex because she's 18 now, and it's legal, right? Right? You see the girls look good, but the brain's not ready. I talk to a woman, her mind is more steady, probably something in the way they design. That's more steady, I just let you aside, because the line was so heavy, but I should have known better, because now I feel like America's underbelly. R. Kelly got a smut peddler's internet predators, chat room irregulars. That's not my twist. You trying to send me to the devil. But because uh, it's creepy, it's good. Really? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not advocating this at all. I mean, if you like it, you like it, man. I, I actually, I would like to hear why. Why you like it? I'm not advocating the activity by any of, means. Of course, of course not. We of we, age, we hear it. We hear it on the loops. <laughs> we do not advocate statutory rape in any uh, uh, form or whatever. Yeah. No, no, thank you. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do no, it. No, I'm 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 definitely not on board for that. But for the song, um, you know, it it. I felt it was a creative topic to be rhyming about, mm-hmm. and I felt that, um, you know, it did tail off at the end, like, this was actually um, something that was creepy. I felt that the way they summed it up at the end with the nice little creepy fade-off, mm-hmm. um, at the end of it, definitely summed up the feeling of what the record was intended to, you know, to to put forth. So I feel that it was a good record. Um, 
I I agree that it didn't fit, and that's obviously the conclusion that they came with. Right. Because people did ask Questlove later, how come it's not on the album? Right. Um, Thankfully, we we were we were spared. <laughs> the album was spared. And I, and I I was upset because I did like the song, and I really thought that it would have definitely catapulted them into you know. Um, the pop stratosphere, the pop stratosphere, a new audience into a new audience, and just you know, done some things. They tried, but, they tried, but uh, since they never released it, they did release um, a video without them in it. No, they released four videos. I so, guess I haven't seen so, them so, <laughs> so they, they they did this. They, they tried to be clever and do like a viral video marketing campaign. So there's actually four videos. Um, on YouTube of this song. So there's there's the official, the quote-unquote official video, which was directed by Rick Cordero, if you remember that name. He directed a lot of videos around that time, um, during the YouTube video era. Um, the, the the actual, the quote-unquote official video features uh, Sasha Gray, a porn star. Yeah. Um, and, um, but um, there's three other videos. So, so, and these are not, they're not, officially connected to the roots but i know that they were part of this campaign well i do know of one of them if you're talking about unofficial yeah uh, so well i said i mean i say unofficial in quotes i believe they were all connected to they were all official they were all commi- commissioned for the record but they marketed them as unofficial clips so if you look on youtube there's one by somebody named stump lover 84 who has the video is just random clips of patrick stump but it's oh, it's that yeah, song. I did see that. It, but right. it, but it's it's birthday girl, and and it, and it came out like this. It came out. The video came out around the same time the song came out. So clearly, it was not just some random Fallout Boy fan. It was it was a part of a marketing campaign. Hmm. And this video is the only video that this person has on YouTube. So hmm. so that was one. There's one um, by by somebody named Fallout Girl Forever. So you see, they were trying to capitalize on Fallout <laughs> Fall Boy's fame. Yeah, and and it's like a home, it's homemade video footage of a birthday party. Yeah, that I remember. Featuring like a mom who's like trying to get some young uh, action, um, <laughs> <laughs> just to keep it somewhat clean. Um, and then uh, there's another one. The the third one is by someone named Dominican or Dominican superstar, and it's it's a woman. It's this blonde woman who's basically naked, like smothering herself in cake. And she's naked, and most of the video is just her. It's basically her. You see her, and she's clearly like getting fucked by somebody, oh. or at least she's <laughs> she's simulating that she is. And then, like at the end of the video, you see like a black hand who's like holding her her head, and it's like it, you know it really tried to be like risque and whatever. So, so that's that was hmm. that. And and, and I, I know these videos were all again. They're not. There's no official connection, but I know they're all connected. I know they were all commissioned for that song, and so yeah, that just <laughs> that, that whole that whole thing was just really to me. It's, it's a it's a big blemish. A big blemish. Wow. But I know people who like Gene who did like that song. Yes. But I'm not one of them. So, and finally, finally, the uh, the song that I would say is one of the most disappointing records, also the most hilarious, is from 1990. From the album Taste of Chocolate, Big Daddy Kane featuring Barry White, All of Me. Oh, boy. All of Me. This song is the, um, what would I call it? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a really bad movie, but it's just, it's, it's, it's that. <laughs> it's the hilariously bad movie of rap songs. So, uh, 
So Barry White, you know, I mean Barry White. Uh, Big Daddy Kane was, you know, he was, you know, I mean Big Daddy Kane was one of the best rappers. Is one of the best rappers of all time, and definitely in the late '80s, he was. He had that. He was like one of the top two or three, if not number one, during that time. And but at the same time, he was, you know, he was this tall, dark, and handsome dude. So he had he had a lot of female fans who were really, you know, and he he played into that. Yeah. But yeah, he definitely did. Which, you know, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but he, in this case, he took that, he took the lover man thing way too far. Um, so this is not, it's, it's almost not even a, it's really not even a rap record. It's, it's, um, it, it's a rap record in the way that like Lucy's rap is a rap record, but it's, it's basically him and Barry White just like talking like to a woman, like, hey girl, yeah, you know, I just wanna, <laughs> oh, I just wanted to, oh God, you're so, come here, baby. Come bring all of you to me. When I say I want all of you, I mean I want all of you from your head to your feet. I want to taste everything from your lipstick to your toenail polish. Communicate, brother. I want you. I want to. I want to hold you. I want to massage you. I want to comfort you. I want to soothe you. And. And so yeah, and at the beginning of the it it starts off bad. It starts off with Barry White going, "Let's get busy," and and then it's like, "Oh shit, this is this is you know this is gonna be bad." And um, and so yeah, and and was there's there's a video for it too because they really they knew this was just gonna be the shit. This was gonna blow up. Yeah. But man, um, one of my favorite lines of all time is on this record where Big Daddy Kane says. You know the way you're standing still there. I want to just lay on the floor and make love to your shadow. Sounds silly, don't it? Not really. <laughs> Whoa! And, 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 and then, and then uh, he's like, sounds silly, don't it? And then Barry White goes, not really. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, it does sound silly. It sounds terrible. That's so, now you, talk, you, you talk about quality control. Somebody at Warner Brothers or Cold Chilling or in the in the recording booth or one of the Scooby and or Scrap or Mr. C, somebody should have been like, yo, Kane, Kane, man, you know, you know, you, you know, you're my boy. But come on, man, this is not this is not good. Um, Gatekeeper got fired. So, yeah. Uh, too many. Yes, man. I don't know what happened. But yeah, they released that record. And it's it's. It's hilarious. It's hilariously bad. Like I urge everyone to go out and and look up um, "All of Me" by Big Daddy Kane featuring Barry White. Rest in peace, Barry White. But man, this song is awful. Um, <laughs> it's just them going back and forth, like bragging about how smooth they they can talk to a woman. Like like uh, go on, BW. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> Love is such a beautiful thing when it's equally shared. Tell them my story. When two people find the same common ground they call it having so much in common making love is one of those things that people these days <laughs> seem to find too common communicate bw sure you're right <laughs> oh man filler <laughs> yeah and and that was definitely the start of his decline big daddy king had like a, a long decline after that that uh that third album but um still great still big daddy kane is still great but man yeah that that hurt him it hurt a lot it hurt me well that album kind of hurt him I should that, say. that yeah it did and i mean it, of course it has its its highlights but man um 
that was that was the start of the end mm. unfortunately yes that's gonna do it for part one join us next time for part two when we discuss most disappointing albums thanks for listening and uh-huh.